So, Mere Christianity, chapter 1 of book 2. So, part 6. It's titled, The Rival Conceptions of God. Hmm. And book to, all of book 2 is titled, What Christians Believe. Right? Yes. And just as a quick, a, a quick look back on book 1, it was called, Right and Wrong as a Clue to the Meaning of the Universe. Right? And just a brief little summary. What would you give as a brief summary of that last section? Well, um, it started off with proving that they're talking about the law of human nature mm -hmm. and how there's this, this moral standard that we all know we ought to live up to and that we fail to live up to mm -hmm. and how that shows us that the um, there is something yeah. beyond the universe. Right, something he, like a mind. Yes, and he hasn't gotten to a Christian God yet, but he has gotten to something like a mind yeah. with a will that exists beyond the physical universe. So yeah. if you haven't listened to the other parts, we suggest you go back, and again, highly suggest you pick up a copy of this book for yourself and mm. read along with us. Mm. But... Yeah. So yeah, this book, he's finally tackling, okay, coming at it from the other direction a little bit. Now, what do Christians believe, kind of as an answer to some of the questions raised mm -hmm. in the first part? Um, and he starts out very broad, um, talking about if we were to start dividing all of humanity up based on their beliefs, probably the very first distinction you could make is those that believe in some kind of deity, some kind of God, and those that don't. Yeah. Right? So atheist versus all religion, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Which I heard actually has just recently switched over the atheists. There's more atheists than, really? than people who believe in a God now. Wow. Just barely over 50%. Yeah. But it's been slowly climbing. Huh. Is that world, yeah, I don't know if you'd know, but is that worldwide or I, I don't know. In the nation? I don't even know exactly where that st statistic comes from. Yeah. I just, I heard that from somebody. Yeah, I believe it though. Like just, just from, you know, my own experience, it seems like that's been the way that mm -hmm. at least the culture I've been a part of has been moving that way. Yeah. So yeah, he starts off this first chapter saying, I've been asked to tell you what Christians believe. I'm going to begin by telling you one thing that Christians do not need to believe. Mm. And he says, if you're a Christian, you do not have to believe that all the other religions are simply wrong all through. Yeah. And what he's getting at is that just like with a math equation, some answers are more are closer to correct than others. You know, right. if you're doing two plus two, right. five is a lot closer to four than a million, mm -hmm. you know, and so if you believe in God, you can see truth in other religions, mm -hmm. even if you think that they're wrong about a lot of things. Right. Whereas if you're an atheist, Lewis says, when I was an atheist, I had to try to persuade myself that most of the human race have always been wrong about the question that mattered to them most. Mm. When, a when I became a Christian, I was able to take a more liberal view and... That's funny. You don't hear about people talk about how they became more liberal when they yeah. became Christian. Yes. Um, and, and it's funny, this week, right before I read this, um, where he starts talking about how there's only one right answer to a math equation, mm -hmm. 
Um, I just read this new, I don't know if it was, a, it wasn't an article. It was like a booklet that was released about, te to teachers, about teaching math in the classroom and how it can be racist. What? Yes. And how basically it seemed, what I read of it just sounded ridiculous because it literally sounded like what they were saying was when you tell students that there's only one right answer to a math equation, that's the wrong thing to do somehow. Somehow that's that's racist. <laughs> and I, I, I should really pull it up, but that's, that's not scary. what we're here to talk about. Yeah. But yeah, if you look it up, guys... Um, the idea that there's an absolute good or something. Yeah, it's like the, they absolute are right fighting so hard the idea that that there can be a right answer. That's it, so... which it goes back to this idea that you know that's been growing that what you feel on mm. how your feelings are more important than reality, and it's just yeah. not the Ooh, case. That's scary. Yeah, I love that he's talking to from his own experience when he mm -hmm. talks about atheism because that's yeah. you know he was a serious atheist yeah um and if you're interested in in his conversion i'll tell you go read his book called surprised by joy mm. which is partially about his life but mainly i mean it is about his life but it's he focuses on his conversion from atheism into christianity because he was raised in a christian home and turned away from it in school and then he, he the way he explains it is he was kind of dragged kicking and screaming back into Christianity, the most reluctant convert in the world. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's a, it's a great story. So yeah. I highly recommend that as well. But yeah. yeah, Lewis was an atheist for a long time. Um, and I think that's possibly what makes this mere Christianity book so valuable is it's not just, you know, a, a Christian. I've heard lots of, you know, Christians throwing out their accusations and their mm -hmm. judgments on atheists and here's somebody who's kind of walked the walk there he himself was yeah. and held those beliefs and now is able to kind of make some more informed uh make some more informed judgments maybe or some critiques of mm -hmm. atheism and one of them is this that if you are an atheist you have to pretty much say that every human out there which for most of history has been the majority. Mm -hmm. Every human that believes there's a God, a deity, some kind of great power behind the universe is wrong in that assumption. And I like how he puts it. They're wrong in the question that matters most to them. Mm -hmm. And the, if you're a Christian, um, that's not necessarily the case, right? You obviously don't believe that every other religion is correct. Otherwise... Yeah you probably wouldn't be a Christian. But right? you can see that some are much closer to being correct than yeah. others. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think, you know, the way you phrased it, it could get a little bit confusing. He says, when I was an atheist, I had to try to persuade myself that the most, that most of the human race have always been wrong with the question that mattered to them most. And mm -hmm. he's not talking about the atheists there. He's, yeah. he's talking about the Christians and the people who believe in God. Yeah. When you're an atheist, you're forced to believe that they are wrong. Mm -hmm. And that is they're wrong about the thing that is most important to them in their yes. life. At least the majority of them. Some people yeah. who claim to be Christian or any other religion mm -hmm. don't truly care that much about it. But mm. for a lot of us, it is absolutely the most important thing. And yeah. Yeah. 
it's a big claim to say that people are wrong about the one thing in life that's most important to them. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not to say that Christians believe that every other religion is true and Mm -hmm. right, but you kind of... um, and hopefully, if you are a Christian, you are, you know, educating yourself and not being just completely closed-minded to, to you know, learning about other religions. It's been interesting for me, um, the little bit of learning that I have had. I had like a year of Bible college and learned about some different other religions. And it is fascinating how often you find you you know, are learning about their beliefs and stuff and you're like, huh. I believe that too. Yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. it's not every single thing, you know, hopefully where the two religions do differ, and he talks about this as well, where they do differ, you believe that Christianity is more mm-hmm. correct and it is the truth. But there's lots of overlap, I think, you'll find between lots of the religions. And I was very surprised Yeah, how much of the stuff I was like, huh, I think I believe that too. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, I mean, we've, I did a a podcast episode on division in the church, Mm -hmm. but even Christians differ um, sometimes to great degrees on on their beliefs um, about certain aspects of of the faith. Yeah, so much so that they accuse other denominations of not being actual Christians. Mm -hmm. The next little section here, he talks about um, another big division. Um, and this is the division between kind of, he calls it, it's pantheism, right? Um, which is the belief that if there is a God, now we've gone from, okay, atheism versus theism, Mm -hmm. a God and no God. The next big division is between, um, if there is a God, is it a good God? A God that is kind of pursuing Mm -hmm. after either good or evil, Right. And the, the opposite view here is that if there is a God, he is kind of risen above the idea of good and evil, mm-hmm. right? And so that's called pantheism here. Pantheists, Lewis explains, uh, usually believe that God sort of is the universe. Um, the universe almost is God, mm-hmm. uh, so that if it did not exist, he would not exist. Yeah. And anything you find in the universe is a part of God. And this makes me think back to a couple chapters ago when he was talking about, I don't know what he called them, universalists. Oh, yeah. Who kind of toe the line between there is a conscious mind with a will outside the universe and there isn't. Life uh, force. The the life force. That's what he called it. Life force philosophy. Um, And this pantheist view says that, you know, the God basically is the universe, so anything and everything that happens mm-hmm. is His will or yeah. its will or whatever. Yeah. Um, and he, I underlined part here that Lewis writes. He says, confronted with cancer or a slum, the pantheist can say, if you could only see it from the divine point of view you would realize that this also is God. Hmm. And the Christian replies, don't talk damned nonsense, (laughs) which I love. And this is also, I think, the first time I've ever seen the word damned used not as a swear word. She puts a little um, asterisk here in a footnote that says, one listener complained of the word damned as frivolous swearing, because this, again, originally this chapter was a radio broadcast that he did. 
Baloo says, but I mean exactly what I say. Nonsense that is damned under God's curse and will, apart from God's grace, lead those who believe it to eternal death. So it's <laughs> it's literally, yeah. literally damned, yeah. <laughs> not just swearing. Yeah, he means it. Um, and, you know, it's funny, this this pantheist view of, of seeing evil in the world and mm. being like, well, this if you could only see it from God's perspective, yeah. you would see that this is actually good or something like that. It, it, I feel like some Christians actually can say similar things nowadays, right. whereas, you know, something terrible huh. happened that's clearly terrible. Mm. And they think, well... God willed it to happen. You yeah. know, God wants this, so it's a, it, it must be good. And yeah. it's like, no, no, we live in a fallen world. Right? right? God doesn't want bad things to happen to anybody. Yeah, absolutely. It's not his will that you should suffer in any way. Yeah, and, and I think it's a reasonable, you know, mistake and error to fall into because it's one of the biggest, at least in my own faith, and lots of the people I've talked to, um, it's one of the biggest struggles and like questions that they wrestle with, Mm -hmm. um, which this is leading into here is, okay, if there's good and bad in the world, um, the argument that, yeah, if God is all all powerful, God mm -hmm. allow bad. Yeah. Basically saying that God can't be all powerful and all good. Um, and Lewis actually wrote a whole book about this called mm-hmm. The Problem of Pain, which again, we highly recommend, but he touches on it slightly here. Yeah. Um, but he points out that a great many things have gone wrong with the world that God made and God insists and insists very loudly on putting them right again. Mm. You know, God is trying to correct the world. That's why he sent his son so that we can be with him the yeah. way he intended for it to be but yeah. we do live in a fallen world and i feel like we would be maybe we should do a whole podcast episode on the problem of pain because yeah. there's a lot and i don't think we should dive into all of it right now right but, you know one thing that people say that i i do think about a lot is they say if if god's real you know how can the world be so cruel yeah and people say well you know Human beings sin and they do evil things, mm-hmm. and so it, humans cause it sometimes. But that doesn't that doesn't uh, handle the the side of of natural disasters yeah. and just things that you know people that terrible things happen right. that aren't the cause of human beings. And uh, Lewis points this out. He says, "My argument against God was that the universe." seemed so cruel and unjust talking mm. about when he was mm-hmm. an atheist right. he said the universe seems so cruel how can god be real but he points out he says but how had i got this idea of just and unjust mm. a man does not call a line crooked unless he has some idea of a straight line what was i comparing the this universe with when i called it unjust if the whole show is bad and senseless from A to Z, so to speak, why did I, mm-hmm. who was supposed to be part of the show, find myself in such violent reaction against it? Mm. A man feels wet when he falls into water because man is not a water animal. A fish would not feel wet. Mm. And, you know, that's one thing. If, if God is real, then, and he is all-powerful, and he did create us, then our very idea of 
right and wrong mm-hmm. comes from him. Yeah. So to criticize the universe and saying, this is, you know, so evil and, and wrong. It's like the very, and, and say that God couldn't exist. God can't be good. Yeah. If, because the universe is wrong. Right. You know, you're the, your very idea of good and evil comes from him. He's yeah. the one pointing out to you. He's mm-hmm. the one that lets you realize that mm-hmm. the, there is evil in the world. Yeah. It's so interesting because like in this, what I called like the biggest struggle and problem that lots of Christians struggle with. And I think people in general struggle with this issue of why is there so much pain and suffering in the world? Even in the struggle there, it starts to lead you to the answer. And the fact mm-hmm. that like, if you are struggling with that and you, that like resonates with you and it's like a hard question, mm-hmm. that means you have this moral compass, this sense of like justice, right mm-hmm. and wrong. And so it should lead you to, as it did Lewis, questioning, okay, where did that come from? Yeah. Right? That was in, in myself somewhere, this sense of right and mm-hmm. wrong. And that takes us back to the very first chapter, right? The moral law. That's exactly. what he's talking about. So if the universe is evil, how can we, who live in the universe, rebel against it so mm. fiercely? Yeah. I like this little section where he's starting to wrap up the chapter. Talking about atheism turns out to be too simple. If the whole universe has no meaning, we should never have found out that it has no meaning. Just as if there were no light in the universe, and therefore no creatures with eyes, we should never know it was dark. Dark would be a word without meaning. And so the fact that we're wrestling over these big questions of right and wrong, and good and evil, means that they're probably a real thing. Mm -hmm. If it was all just meaningless, and there was no ultimate right or wrong, we would probably have never come up with the words for it, and never... You know, I think everybody's had these internal struggles, you know, trying to figure out what's right and what's wrong. And that's exactly part of the answer to this question of, is there a right or wrong? Exactly. You know, it's something that Jordan Peterson has criticized lots of famous atheists on is is claiming, you know, they claim that God's not real. There's no life after death. Hmm. And... So it doesn't, you know, from that perspective, it, it, there's no real point to life. Cause yeah. Everything is, everybody is going to die eventually. And then right. it, it's, you know, you might make a difference from that perspective. You might make a difference for uh, the, you know, the in the lives of your children or some right. of the people around you. Or even if you, you know, become some famous member of history for a thousand years down the line. But eventually everything's going to come Gonna, everybody's going to die. The civilization's going to die out, yeah. you know, and in the best case scenario, um, that when the world doesn't end, you'll just end up even forgotten. And so it doesn't really matter, Yeah. but they don't live that way. They don't yeah. live as if nothing matters. They still get up and go and to work and uh, try things and attempt things and yeah. write books and do all sorts of stuff. So even the people who claim that God doesn't exist, still behave as if he does. Right. Which is a good thing, too. It is. I don't think the world would be in a good place if people behaved as if God didn't exist. Well, that covers everything I was going to say. Yeah. 
Until next chapter. Until next chapter. Next chapter is called The Invasion. So, I'm looking forward to that. Cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> Go read it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, guys, if you've got any questions, comments, frustrations, whatever, and let us know about it, send us a, an email. You can contact us. I'll put an email address in the description. You can also contact me through my website, mwcollins.org. Um, and yeah i hope you guys enjoyed it share it with your friends it'll make a big difference um and one other thing i started a patreon account so if you guys would like to support me and this show help us to keep making it and improve the quality with maybe some better microphones or something um you can go and support us on patreon and uh, we'd really appreciate it. So thanks, guys. And we'll see you next time. Sound good? What you do? I made a rubber band roll. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good chapter. That was a good chapter, yeah. I like that they're starting to get a little bit mm-hmm. chunkier. A little yeah. bit more to actually discuss.